Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. everybody. Thank you for joining me today on the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast. As you know, I like to just get right into it. And today's topic is why your life might be the way it is. And I feel like this is a very important topic because I know that so many people are out there asking that question. Why is my life the way it is? Why do I feel the way that I do? Why can't I make this pain stop, you know, this internal pain? Why does it seem like every time I try, um, you know, I take a couple steps forward and then boom, I take a step backwards. Why? Why does this keep happening? If you resonate with that, I'm, I've been there. I, I know exactly what that feels like, but I also know why that may be. Because those of you that know, you know, I've been on my healing journey um, for a couple of years now uh, through my mental health, nutritional health, uh, fitness health, and uh, my spiritual health. And every day I learn something new and every day I continue to grow. And that's what this podcast is all about. Everything that I, you know, acknowledge, that I learn, that I realize, that I try, that works, I'm just pouring it into you. And one thing that I want to share is how your life is a product of everything that you believed growing up. I'm going to say that again to make sure that you understand what I'm saying, that your life right now is a product, meaning a result from what you believed when you were growing up as a child. Now, that could be mixed with things that were actually true, but that's not what's causing negative turmoil in your life right now. It's actually the lies of your circumstances. Any generational trauma, generational trauma is pretty much any trauma that your parents experienced in their own lives that they are were oblivious to or maybe they weren't and they just didn't have the courage or the strength or the knowledge or the know-how to heal themselves some of them are oblivious and they don't know they don't they never learned it and you can't be mad at somebody for not doing something if they were never taught how to do it and there are some people out there like that they are the way they are because they never knew any different and you know People do what everybody does. We get married. We have children, right? And we do that without realizing that we're actually bringing in this baggage into the relationship. Now, think of think of it this way. Well, there's two people. So if there's a husband and a wife, you have your trauma. They have their trauma. And then and you guys might not acknowledge it. Or maybe you do, but you don't know what to do about it. Or either 
either way, doesn't matter. Both of you want love. We all do. Connection. We're human. That's what we want. We find somebody based on a lot of times it's superficial. A lot of times it's just being because you're attracted to them. A lot of times it's because you see all the good and you ignore the red flags. That's a trauma response. Um, you know, so you guys are coming together without realizing that you have all this baggage, that you have all this trauma. And that's why we get triggered. <laughs> you know, you're in your relationship and things happen. And then you wonder why this person is yelling all the time, why this person became evil and cruel when they were so loving and wonderful. And, and it's really all because they did not like take like a self scan or like review themselves to see what it is that they're still carrying that doesn't serve them. What trauma are you still carrying? What lies of your past circumstances are you still carrying that you believe to be true? And that's the reason why you're getting triggered when you're having certain experiences in your future right now or in your relationships. I hope that makes sense. Um, it's proved, it's been proven time and time again. And I see it on social media and it breaks my heart because I feel like I can see it and no one else can. And it's, that's the reason why I speak and I'm sharing because I want to share with you guys like, hey, you're, you might be just like me going through life, having all this trauma. And I talk about that in my book. Um, I, I refer to it as that we are collectors of trauma and we don't even realize we're doing it. You know, we just have one negative experience after another, after another, after another, after another, because we're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Why? Because we don't know any different. And then when you do try something new, if you don't have you know, the support, the proper guidance, then, you know, how are you going to be able to stay on that path? You might mean well, you might be trying to do well, and that's great. But the truth is, if we don't have somebody to kind of guide us to stay in there, so when we waver, they're like, oh, no, you, you got to come back this way. Yeah, I understand why you're thinking that or doing that or, or what have you, but let's get you back on track. We need that, that we really do. And that's why coaches are so important. Life coaches are so important. Every good coach needs a coach. I am a coach. I am a, I like to refer to myself as a mentor for mothers because that's ultimately what I want to do. That's where my heart is because that was me, is me. I'm a mom who wants so much, just continue to find all of those things that do not serve me as a person, as a wife, as a mother, because I do not want to pass on my generational trauma to my children because they don't deserve it. They didn't ask to be born. They didn't ask to, you know, experience all that. They don't deserve it. So I, as a mom, have a personal responsibility to self-scan and to see why it is I am the way that I am. Why do I react the way that I do? And when you ask those questions, it helps you identify the root cause of how that, that thought, that action, how it all developed and came to be. So it's not just generational trauma. It's also whatever trauma you may have experienced. So as a child, you're usually susceptible to, you know, the life around you. As children, they naturally absorb things, whether it's right or wrong. 
You know, that's why if you've ever, if you're a parent, if you've ever noticed, let's just say you curse and you, the next thing you know, you hear your little, your little one curse. You, some people laugh and think it's funny. I can see the humor in it because their little baby voice is saying something they shouldn't say. And it's kind of shocking, but they really shouldn't be saying that. Right. I know some people out there say that there's no such thing as bad words and this, that, and the other. And I'm not trying to convince you otherwise, that's fine. You know, but I'm just using this as an example. The reason why your child is doing that is because they learn by what they see. They absorb it, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, they will copy it. They will do it. So now just think about you, whatever it is that you picked up from your parents that you copied, that you believed, then add on any generational trauma that they have experienced. Like maybe your mother grew up being abused some way, somehow, and she just felt like her voice was never heard. So she may feel the need to yell a lot because it's the only way she feels she could get her point across without realizing it subconsciously, you are picking up on that. So you very well may be a mom that yells and that could be a reason why. There could be other factors. This is just an example, but it very well could be a reason why. You saw that when your mother wanted to get her message across, her point across, she felt the need to say something, she would yell. I get that because that was me. And I'm not perfect. There's moments where I catch myself and I'll yell and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Sorry for yelling. Or I take a deep breath. Something that I do in that moment is I, I inhale and I just imagine all of that, whatever it is, frustration, irritation, whatever you want to call it, whatever that is for you. I imagine as I'm inhaling, I'm, my body is just collecting all of it. And then I exhale. And in my mind, I am exhaling and getting it all out of my system. Whatever the mind believes it will achieve. So if you believe that to be true, it'll work for you. Um, I encourage you to try it. And you got to remember, when you try something new, you're not going to be perfect at it. And remember, there's no such thing as being perfect. <laughs> I know as perfectionisms or perfectionists, I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> and you know, that comes from, that actually comes from the feeling, the need to control things. And a lot of that can stem from being not, not being able to be in control when you were younger, or, you know, if you were ever raped or abused or anything like that, you might feel the need to control things. I, I believe that's why a lot of people have OCD, you know, those tendencies, because they have to control something no matter what it is. And it looks different for everybody because we are all different. So remember, let's never compare our trauma. Um, but going back to why your life may be the way that it is, is a combination. It's a combination of whatever you absorbed, whatever, you know, from your parents, their behaviors, their mannerisms, their speech, the way they speak. There's actually scientific evidence that children develop their communication by watching their parents. You know, it's, what is that saying? Monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> um, and it's true. I mean, there's scientific research and it's just, it's just true that that's what happens. You, so there's, a, it's a combination, whatever you absorb by watching and being around your parents, 
uh, whatever generational trauma they may have passed down to you. And this can be from any caregiver. So if you were raised by a, you know, a combination of when you were growing up, your mom, your dad, your grandmother, your uncle, all of that, you're easily influenced by that. You will have, a, have absorbed something from each and every one, whoever it was that was around you. That's why it's so important to be mindful of who you allow your children to be around. Um, you become like the five people you surround yourself with the most. And children are so impressionable. It's very important to be mindful of who they're around. So there's that, the generational trauma that your mother and father and any other caregiver have passed down to you. And then whatever personal trauma you have experienced from childhood all the way up until wherever you're at right now. So I'm wondering what you guys are all thinking out there. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know if this hits home for you. I'd love to know if this resonates with you. I'd love to know if you have any questions. I'd love to know if you are acknowledging this to be true in yourself, in your own life, and if you have the desire to work on it. Um, I have a little um, assignment, if you will, a little activity that you're welcome to try. So what I would encourage you to do is you could do this right now. If you're in a space where there's no distractions, you could do this right now or wait till you are in a space where there's no distractions. And just take a moment. Close your eyes. If you feel uncomfortable closing your eyes, I can understand that too. Um, that's a trauma response. I get that. That was me for the longest time. I did not feel safe closing my eyes in a public place because I didn't know what was going to happen to me because I have been abused before in my sleep and things like that. So but getting back to the exercise, just take, you know, a deep breath, calm yourself, close your eyes and just think back to as far back as you can remember before maybe any bad experiences, any trauma, anything that you can remember, just going back to what before that, before anything bad happened and just think about what you believe to be the truth of who you are. Now, this is important. For one, be gentle with yourself. Do not rush this. If you are able to come up with something positive immediately, that is a good sign because that is the, that could very well be true, that that is the truth of who you are before all the bad stuff happened, right? But if you find it challenging to discover that, and instead, you find yourself picking up on something negative. Maybe your brother told you you were fat when you were growing up. Maybe your mother told you you were stupid. Maybe your father told you you were, you know, whatever negative words that may have came up for you instead of something positive. That right there, my friend, could very well be the root cause of why your life might be the way that it is right now. Because just because that was a circumstance, it's a lie. Just because somebody was projecting their own pain and trauma onto you, hence name calling, does not mean that that is the truth of who you really are. It's just something that you took on. You took on as your identity, that you were fat or that you were stupid or whatever those ugly words were. Now, just if you have a negative thought in your mind, I want you to think about 
how that belief, how that thought, how you believing that lie of your circumstance has played a part or seems to be true throughout your entire life up until this point right here, right now. Again, I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to know if you tried this. I'd love to know what came up for you. I really would. Now, for those of you that were able to come up with something positive, that that is really, really good because now you know that that is really the truth of who you are besides all this other stuff that happened. All the other stuff that you collected, all those experiences, all the lies of your circumstances that you believed are just that. They're lies that you believed and don't feel bad about believing them. I know I find myself, you know, there's things that come up and I'm like, I'm kicking myself. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, why did I believe that? Oh, but the sooner you acknowledge it, the sooner you can purge it, the sooner you can just get rid of it. And I think the reason why it tends to like follow us throughout our lives is because we tend to repeat it subconsciously in our head over and over and over again. And we don't even realize that we're doing it. And then we might do something like, let's just say your dad called you a failure. You're never going to amount to anything, anything along those lines. And maybe right now in your position where you feel like you're, you might be feeling feelings of depression. You see other people successful and you're just pissed about it. You can't be happy for them. It could be because you want success. You want your own success, but you just can't achieve it and you don't understand why. It could very well be because you are subconsciously repeating that thought in your head, whatever that was, that you're a failure. You won't amount to anything. You're not good at anything. You're stupid, blah, 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 blah. You're unworthy. Whatever that is, it could be, it could look different for anybody, for everybody. What will happen is that you, your beliefs will produce actions, which produce results, right? So if you're believing that in your head, everything that you do, it's like almost like setting yourself up for failure by choosing to continue to hold that belief in your head. You are subconsciously setting yourself up to fail. And then when you try something and you fail, you're like, yep, see, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And then it just like confirms that lie in your head and you're like on a hamster wheel wondering why can't I get off this crazy train? Why can't I get off this merry-go-round, this, this Ferris wheel? You know, I get that. I get that. Okay. 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 So now we know how do you change it. How do you stop? How do you get off the merry-go-round? Well, going back to the thought that this has been repeating in yourself. You have been repeating this lie in your head of whatever that is. How do you undo it? Well, what's the opposite of that? There is scientific evidence that um, people in marketing and in music will use repetitiveness to create and establish beliefs in people's minds. So if you were repeating the negative in your mind throughout your entire life, the opposite is to start repeating the positive in your life. What is really true? 
And the way that you can find out what's a lie and what's true is by going back and identifying the truth of who you are, who you were. And if you're having a hard time with that, just stop and think about whatever. That's why it's important to identify the root cause. Because like, for example, okay, for me, when I was raped, I believed that I didn't matter because nobody did anything about it. Then it continued. My first cousin, two other cousins, um, an uncle molestation, other random men when I was out on the street, it kept happening to me. So it just kept reconfirming that belief that I deserved to be abused, that I didn't matter. All those things kept happening. But when I stop and I think about who I was as a young girl, I was so intelligent. I loved to read. I was so happy and go lucky. I loved making friends. I loved laughing and joking. I was just full of life. That's who I was, you know? And I remember a lot of little girls wanting to be my friend because I guess they just felt that, that love of life, that happiness, that, you know, stuff, right? That is the truth of who I am. Me believing that I deserve to be mistreated, that I just, that I wasn't worthy of being loved, that all those ugly things that came from what other people did, which a lie that I took on because I was a little girl. I didn't understand, but it was a lie. A, those were lies of those circumstances and the repeated offenses confirmed those beliefs in my head, but they were all a lie. They were lies. I no longer believe that about myself. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I do not deserve to be mistreated. I deserve the utmost respect. I deserve to be loved. I am very intelligent. And I am just to be completely transparent with you. I am actively working on my self image um, to shift it from feeling as if I'm not good enough. I mean, I have two masters, one in project management, uh, the other in business administration. I am a best-selling author of my teaching memoir, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. I, oh, I'm trying to put that in the screen. I'm also, I have another book. Uh, it's called Business on Purpose, where I co-authored with amazing other women. It hit international bestseller. I have this podcast. I'm currently on my way to craft my speech to take it to the TEDx stage because I want to share with the world. I found the light. You can too. I want, I, you know, I have a coaching business where I mentor mothers to break free of the chains of trauma so they can give their children the best by being their best. I have a business called Cosmic Suites where I'm teaching people how, women, you know, how to not sacrifice your, your nutrition um, just to enjoy a sweet treat you know, and, and just more about nutrition and fitness because it helps you physically. Um, I have another business called Herbal Potions where I'm teaching women and, you know, pretty much anybody about the benefits of using herbs instead of, you know, pharmaceuticals because of all the negative side effects, um, how to um, grow spiritually, how to meditate through guided meditation. Um, and this is all faith-based. Um, so I have all these things. I have a marketing business, TP Media. 
um, where I help people jumpstart their own podcast, uh, where I um, build people's websites for them. This is something that I learned how to do back in 2015. Um, and I'm still doing it, um, marketing, social media marketing. So these are all the things about me. I'm not saying this to brag or to boast. I'm doing this to give you an example that I have all these things under my belt. And when you look at the darkness of where I came from, the mental abuse, the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, I've worn bruises way too many times from people that loved me. Um, you know, being abandoned on the streets, being homeless, starving, um, all the, the rape, the, the drug and alcohol abuse, drinking until the wee hours of the night, never wanting to go home. You know what I mean? Just um, numbing. All I wanted to do was numb because I couldn't handle the pain. All of that. I went from that to this. Yet, I still struggle with my self-image because that belief that I'm not good enough still tries to take over. So I actively have to repeat to myself the good in me, my accomplishments, how intelligent I am, how capable I am, how worthy I am. This is something that I actively do. If that resonates with you, I encourage you to do it too. To help you even further, I created what I call the Tool of Tears, and it's an acronym that stands for Trauma Identification, because you need to find that root cause, whether it's generational or something that you personally experienced. It's very important to identify that. And with that comes identifying the emotions that you attach to that. And then you have to release those emotions. That's what E is. E is, is emotional release. You have to get rid of that. And then A is to affirm your truth. You got to get rid of those lies that you took on that were just from your circumstances and throw them away because they are not serving you. And you need to start affirming the truth of who you are. R is for reflective revelation because as you do these things, you start to learn and acknowledge things that you never did before. You start to realize um, areas where, you know what? Like for me, I realize that my parents actually did the best that they could. Is that what, what I needed? No. <laughs> but you know what? With everything that they experienced in their life, my parents did the best that they could. And that just opened up my heart to so much compassion and forgiveness for them. Reflective revelation. And there's more. There's so much more that can come from that. And it's so powerful. And then S is self-care because usually after you experience something like this, especially with the emotional release, a lot of tears come from that. There's so much power in crying. If you are somebody that was raised to think that crying is a weakness, I'm sorry, but I got to tell you the truth. It was a lie. That was a lie. We as human beings were meant to cry. We were actually meant. It's a natural pain reliever. And I have a lot of information about that scientific research and evidence in uh, the Tool of Tears itself. And um, with self-care, I threw in some other things in there. I thought, you know, the five senses, you know, we are, you know, our eyesight, our sense of smell, our hearing. I mean, it all plays a part into everything that we accumulated as a child. You know, that's why sometimes as an adult, you smell something and oh, it brings you back to home or Sometimes it brings you back to a negative memory because mm -hmm, of our senses. So I thought it was so important to include that. So I, I involved that in there throughout the whole tool of tears, including in the self-care part where I hone in on your mental, physical, and spiritual health. 
So that is a free gift that I want to give to anybody and everybody that's willing to do the work uh, because I truly, truly care about helping you heal. I, I want you to find some relief because you deserve it. You don't deserve to sit there living another moment in turmoil, wondering why in the world your life is the way that it is. I want to help you get off the hamster wheel. I want to take you by the hand and lead you off of the merry-go-round. I want to help you look in the mirror and see the truth of who you are. And I guarantee you, it's something so much more amazing and beautiful than what you're probably repeating to yourself. To get the Tool of Tears, just visit my website, uh, tiffanypatlin.com. I will make sure I have that link in the description. I'll actually put the link to the uh, Tool of Tears. You go straight to it. Um, it's a PDF. You're welcome to download it, print it out, whatever works for you. I will also put a link in there to just hop on the phone with me. Um, no charge. Just hop on the phone with me and let's see how I can help you because ultimately that is my life's work. I am here to help you. All I want to do is help guide you to that path that was meant for you so you could start walking it and just evolving, improving in all areas of your life, mentally, physically, and spiritually. That's it for me. Um, I just I just feel the need to say that I'm just hugging each and every one of you right now. Those of you that watch this, those of you that may have shed a tear, those of you that had the little brain thing, just know that that was not for nothing. Don't ignore it. Download the Tool of Tears. See if it works for you. If you want guidance and help, I am here for you. I really am. I just wish you guys so much love and light and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye now.